afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the Drews and Beans. Tis Monday, as I always say in the pre-show. Um, the weekend was crazy. On Friday, Frank, I don't know if you caught this like family event, this freedom family faith event thing that the Blaze did um, in Iowa on Friday. No. Okay. If you haven't watched this, I recommend you do. The commentary alone is worth its weight in gold. It was so well done. And let me tell you why I loved it. First of all, it was so even keeled towards everyone. Like there was no favoritism. Trump didn't go, but they covered Trump very fairly, positively. Like it was right down the middle in terms of coverage. So like, there were people that liked Trump. There were people that probably didn't like Trump, but you couldn't really, you weren't really mad at anybody. It was just honest coverage. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And they talked about principles and they talked about policy. And it wasn't like, we're so used to running around constantly putting out fires and responding to headlines all the time that we lose sight of, of the fundamentals, I guess you could say. And with this event, it was impossible to lose sight of the fundamentals because they talked about the fundamentals in such a way that the current day was looped into them, but it wasn't like running around with your hair on fire trying to put off the put out the culture war. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. It was, um, it was really something. It really was. So I would, I, wa- I would watch it. See, I don't even know when these things are going on, um, but it's it's uh, it's cool. The, the one thing I did see, even though it wasn't a conference, was that. Uh, that Tucker Carlson thing. We have clips uh, from that. He did the, he did the conference interviews too. So what it basically was was all the candidates. It was Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson was there, Mike Pence, and DeSantis. And it was like a 20-minute interview with Tucker for each of them. And then between those interviews was the commentary. And then Tucker went to Florida to do the TPUSA speech which I have like four or five highlights from because it was so good. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's a it's an entire it, it, it's it, it is an entire life away from, I guess, my world that is all just speaking engagements and on stage interviews and the whatever. I don't even it's it's crazy. If you're in that circle, like Tucker or everybody at the TPUSA, I mean, all it seems like all you do is you're on the road and you're on stages in, in high school auditoriums and stuff and colleges. And um, just not, I guess you just got to be dialed in. It's almost like I don't even know it exists. I know. It's a lot. It is. Before we get there, though, to those clips, the Court of Appeals in the Fifth Circuit put a stay on the injunction in the Missouri v. Biden hearing in the Missouri v. Biden case. So what the judge refused to do in the case, the appeals court did. Now, everybody's freaking out about this, saying, oh, they're not going to rule in favor. I'm going to say this. My read on all of this is not that at all. To us and to mostly everyone with the brain, it seems very logical that they would allow this injunction to stand. But this case is so highly scrutinized. It will be going to, even this decision will be going to the SCOTUS. There is no doubt. If they rule against the injunction, it will be appealed to the Supreme Court. If they rule for the injunction, it will be appealed to the Supreme Court. So what they're doing right now is carefully, carefully navigating this without a technicality. And so the stay doesn't surprise me. The stay is in place. The appellant's brief is due on the 25th. Then... Missouri and Louisiana have to reply by the 4th of August. And then the hearing will be on August 10th. They're doing oral arguments and they will rule immediately after that. It's not going to be a long drawn out thing. They've expedited this and pushed things off their calendar, which is very full, to get it in. Once that decision comes down, um, if they rule against the stay, if they decide to ultimately implement the injunction, the injunction will remain in place as the SCOTUS looks it over or vice versa. So either we have status quo, what we've been dealing with till this case, or we have non-status quo, which sent everybody reeling and losing their minds last week or the week before. 
So that's- yeah, the, the I, I was I knew you had to bring something up about the stay because I saw that getting around um around Friday or something like that, and um said all right well so then ha- so technically how long how long is has the this uh this window been reopened this this line between the companies and a few weeks friends in the corporate world a couple of weeks a couple of weeks until they make their decision and then maybe a couple of weeks after that. So, like, in the grants, the case continues anyway. So it's not like, it's not like this means the case is not moving forward and, you know, whatever. Um, It's just, it's just something that happens. I'm not, I'm not surprised about it at all. It wasn't shocking to me. I wasn't devastated by it. Um, I understand, I understand why they're doing it. At least I, you know, and then I have everybody telling me, oh, well, the Fifth Circuit sucks and they're not going to, and I'm like, "Mm, that's not really true. They're, they don't. I mean, there are liberal judges on the Fifth Circuit, but they don't suck. Um, I don't mean the liberal judges don't suck. I mean the, the court itself. And just so that everybody knows, you can actually, like I have this one up right now. This was their other oral argument that they had when they were trying to depose the high-level folks in the uh, administration. They're all recorded, all these hearings. I don't think you can watch them live, but you may be able to. They're definitely recorded and released immediately afterwards. So I'm going to listen to this one today because I didn't. Also, all the depositions that they took are available on the new Civil Liberty Alliance channel as videos. So the videotaped deposition of this guy, Brian Scully from CISA. And I didn't expect him to be an older guy. I expected him to be like young, given how he responds to things. But anyway, you can watch them all. This one is six hours, 58 minutes long. But if you wanted to watch it, you could. Okay. Anyway, so that's all. Six the- hours, huh? Seven hours, really. I'm, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a few timestamps on that one. Uh, you could, you could read the transcript too. It's like reading a book. It's like 800 pages long. Like I did. <laughs> hey, what do you think about this? I know it's way off topic, but it seems like we're at a segue point. Um, I saw this on the Wall Street Journal this morning. Well, I didn't. I don't have it delivered to my house. I just saw it on the internet. I sounded very, very bougie when I said <laughs> that. I was reading it. I was reading it in the in the Wall Street Journal this morning. Divorce parties are a new hot invite. It sort of ended up as a really fun funeral. What do you think about the idea of divorce parties? Do you think that's ever appropriate? Even if you got to make a change in your life, if if something is ir- irreconcilable, whatever. Is it really like, would you ever throw a party? I don't think I would throw a party. And I honestly can't put myself in this position because of my commitment to my husband. Um, However, I think girls will do this anyway after a divorce or a breakup, like get all their friends together and go out like it's a bachelorette party or something just because they're free and they want to like take their mind off things and whatever. I've seen that happen, so I guess this isn't far off from that. Oh yeah, I mean, I even I, if, if that ever happened to me, like if I was in, in the unfortunate situation that like that a marriage fell apart, which of course doesn't apply to me, but I would definitely get a couple of my friends say, "Hey, you you want to go out with me? Let's let's can we go? Let's just go out this weekend." I mean, I would I understand grabbing some people who are close to you and going out and just wanting to leave uh, home everything that's familiar behind a little bit. But, um, you know, but to blow up the balloons and. Oh, really? Cake. They're like literally having a cake. It's like balloons and catering. Oh, geez. No, that's gross. That's not something to be happy about. It's a little bit too much, if you ask me. Um, let's let's throw out another situation. I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to put anybody on a spot. But if this is in the same vein. Somebody's married to their man for approximately 20 years, let's just say. Right. Not me. Uh-huh. This is not me. <laughs> I mean it. And they forget their husband's birthday, thinking it's a week later than it is one year. No. And plan a whole big thing for the week that they think it is in their head. And their husband doesn't say anything to them about it for a day or two after. And then says, hey, um, you forgot my birthday. Oh, 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 okay. Well, there's a different element to this now. The fact that they planned it on the wrong day. Yes. It's weird, but... They put so much, they still put so much effort into planning a party. So it's very, very weird and disconcerting that they could have forgotten the birthday 
but it's not like they the the the, the month just came and went and nothing happened. So there's there's a, there's a different element to just to this than the forgetting altogether. It she she yes, woman cared enough, remembered it, but just not on the right day. It wasn't <laughs> like she just completely forgot and didn't do anything. What is the recompense for this? I, I <laughs> don't do know. What do you do? What do you do in this situation, Frank? This is this is a very weird balance there. There's there's still something off, but it's not a total letdown. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there for everyone. It, it, <laughs> I've been trying to come up with solutions for this poor girl. She really does feel bad about it. Uh, the solution is you have to have some major event happen on other major event days. Like, I would never forget Lauren's birthday. But on the other hand, what I did was I proposed to Lauren on her birthday because she doesn't really care too much about making a big deal about her birthday. In fact, she's the type that likes to avoid the whole birthday thing. So I proposed to her on her birthday so that she always has to celebrate her Aww, birthday. Oh, that's sweet. And, you know, you double things up a little bit. And you just trick people. And you also give yourself good reminders along the way, too, for when I become demented. She sent me a text saying... I'm buying him a car. That's what she's doing. <laughs> At, wait, 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 wait. At, because of how bad she feels? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what? I, I think that he'll, that'll wipe away everything. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, because, well, no, it's still going to be weird. But again, she didn't totally forget. And um, and this will be a decent penance, a new car. But uh, whose who's money is it? Is she using his money to buy the well, car? Well, that's the best question. I think so, actually. Exactly. So, yeah, he, yeah. But anyway. All right. Moving right along. That was a good segue. I could use more of that. So if you see more of that today, please send it my way during the show. I need yeah. that. I need it badly. I bought you a car, honey. You worked just so hard. You work hard. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> It's his money. She said it's his money. She's watching live right now. (laughs) She's texting me. (laughs) I knew it. She says, ouch. (laughs) Oh, no. His money. Not ouch. Duh. (laughs) See? It'll it'll all work out. Like I said, it, it's not the worst of things. Even if she totally forgot, I mean, there's so many. We all know stresses in life that make what you would think um, automatic, automatic things just disappear for some reason, just blank. So it happens. Kyle Serafin's in the chat, by the way. He's very confused by your setup. He thinks that you've reconfigured your entire basement and doesn't realize you're out in another no, place. I'm at the, I'm at the, Kyle, I'm at the studio that... You've called in, you've seen this, well, no, no, because when people call in as guests at my studio, they get the center camera over there, because this one's occupied by the OBS usually, so, yeah, no, I know, this is, this is what I'm hoping I can get my new office to kind of feel like over the next couple of months, but we'll see. I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a little kick this, this week, so enjoy. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about Vivek Ramaswamy real quick. Vivek Ramaswamy is like the second favorite of of all Trump supporters. They love him for the most part. Most of them love Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, But I kind of see this for what it is. I personally feel like he's playing them like a cheap fiddle. There's just nothing about him that screams authenticity to me. I'm not a fan. Just how does he how does he address how does he speak to Trump himself? Like when Trump comes up in in quit, I have never. I really I know who he is. He, he what? He kisses his ass. Okay, so he's he's complimentary. All, all the time. He's basically another Trump candidate. He's like he's like the he's Trump campaigning for Trump basically. So so do you think that he is right now campaigning to hopefully get a VP nod? A VP nod, a cabinet position or just for the money? Probably not because the money. He doesn't need he, money. He can't can't assume that 2024 is going to be his year, but he's hoping that this can set him up for 28. Well, he's just out there as another arm to to attack the other candidates for Trump. That's the way it looks. But the problem is, like Ron did, uh, Code Monkey did a deep dive on some of his tweets, and he blamed Trump for twenty for January 6th, like three or four times in his tweets. 
he owned a co- the company that is now suing Pfizer for stealing their their um their their basically their their formula for the vaccine. He was put through law school for by by Soros's brother, which is out there, and he was a proponent of the vaccine through through at least March of 2021. So he says that it's good that Biden says all adults will be vaccine eligible by May 1st. It's good news, Frank. Give credit where it's due. Oh. Um, there's a lot more in here. but I could, I could pick him out of a lineup, but I don't know anything about him. Listen, if we're going to hold everybody to the same standard, we got to hold everybody to the same standard. And that's what we need to be doing. We can't just pick and choose just because some, you know, it, it, we just can't. So there's a little more in here. The name of his company. Hold on. Let me find it. He also paid Wikipedia to remove his Soros fellowship and COVID work from their page. He paid for them to take that stuff off so that people couldn't see it. Huh. Well, I mean, just take it for what it's worth. I mean, as everybody runs around holding him up on some pedestal, he's not about it. Just saying. So there's that. Anyway, now let's get to some debate. Not debate, but clips. Let's listen to Tucker Carlson. If it wasn't dead before, let's listen to Tucker Carlson completely end Mike Pence's president presidential hopes or any political hopes anywhere near in the future ever again. You want to hear it? Yeah. Have oh, you, yes. Have let's, you heard this? this? Yeah. Huh, here we go. Do better, that's for sure. Um, so I have to ask you, since you were a witness to and in some yeah. unintentional way, a participant in one of the most widely covered events in American history, January 6th, what was that? Do you think that was an insurrection? Well, first, <laughs> what was that? Can I just take a moment just to say thank you to the family leader? No. no. Bob Vanderplatz and the whole team here. Tucker's laughing. And to our friends at Blaze TV, including my old friend Glenn Beck. I... We're standing here on a historic day in Iowa, when in just a few short hours, Governor Kim Reynolds would take to this stage What's with the breathing? and sign into law historic protections for the unborn. And I think all the members of the family leader here in Iowa prayed and worked and fought to bring us to this day. And it's an honor to be with you all. It really is. Now, as to that day, let me just say, uh, all I know for sure, having lived through it, at the Capitol, and said it was a tragic day. Uh, I've never used the word insurrection, Tucker, over the last two years, but- But it was close to it. The closest- It was a riot that took place before the Capitol that day. (laughs) I saw firsthand in the, where they'd evacuated us down to the loading dock, below the Senate chamber, police- Speak, Frank. I need to stop it so you can speak. (laughs) Well, we're down the loading dock. Just, the, just he's so, he's in 1993, and he's never coming back. Here we go. Officers that, as the day wore on, were streaming through 150 law enforcement officers that were assaulted. Obviously, the tragic loss of life, ransacking the capital that occurred. But I really do believe that a day of tragedy became a triumph of freedom. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'll- gosh. Yeah, it became a oh triumph for freedom, all right? Ask the, the thousands of people locked away in a gulag with no speedy trial how they're feeling about it. <laughs> what is the, what are, what is the, what is the sappy prose? He's just like, I mean, go, go back 25 seconds. I just want to, I just want to, it's ridiculous. At the Capitol that day. Here? I saw firsthand in the, where they'd evacuated us down to the loading dock. Here? Below yeah. the Senate chamber, police officers that... As the day wore on, we're streaming through 150 law enforcement officers that were assaulted. Obviously, the tragic loss of life ransacking the capital that occurred. But I really do believe that a day of tragedy oh became a gosh. triumph of freedom. It's like, I feel and like I'll always I feel believe like that by God's grace. Guadalcanal. Hold on, like you, you, you just get better. <laughs> I, it's like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us more about about the, the the beaches of Guadalcanal. Thank you. Go ahead. Became a triumph of freedom, and I'll always believe that by God's grace, I did my duty that day under the Constitution of the United States of America. 
and our institutions held. When you say the tragic loss of life, who are you referring to? Well, obviously, uh, Ashley Babbitt would come to mind immediately. Do, what do you when think I of the think fact of the, that she was shot? Well, I, I just think it was a tragic moment. Uh, uh, what is wrong moment, you know, with this guy? It's just tragic that, you know, she forced those, those, uh, the, the police officers to shoot her right in the chest. She left them no choice. You know, it's just very tragic that she left them no choice to shoot her right in the chest. I, um, hold on. Wow. Here we go. This is, this I feel, is... he sounds like he's in an iron lung. <sighs> Mike, <sighs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> Just, it was painful watching this live. Here we go. Wait. You recently met with Zelensky, according to news reports. And I'm wondering if during that meeting, as a prominent Christian leader, which you are in addition to your political view. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Christian leader. <laughs> this is the benefit of studio. I love voice modulators. Kyle is probably have, rolling over right now. <laughs> have all my toys from when I was a child here. Here we go. You broached the question of his treatment of Christians within Ukraine. The Zelensky government. This isn't the one I wanted, um, but it's good nonetheless. Hold on. It's the issue, and I did. And I'm saying. I need to. So Pence is saying, well, they told me that they're not killing Christians, so they're not. Basically, they're arguing back and forth about what Zelensky's doing in Ukraine. And he and Pence gets really, really mad because Tucker's pinning him down on it, like, hard. Because I didn't watch any of this in order. I really just binged on some clips. I was going to do a few of them tonight, actually, in the opening. So I don't know which, what the order of the, of the day was. Did uh, it was Mike Pence the first person that Tucker Carlson? So then he, if he had watched the rest of the day, he went he after Tim Scott too the same way with Ukraine. I mean, is, Ukraine uh, was the it, topic he went after everyone on. As long as you were not the first person that Tucker Carlson interviewed that day, then you should have known you were not going to get tossed softballs. It wasn't Vivek Ramaswamy got softballs. I think honestly, DeSantis got pretty softball questions too. Um which was interesting. And Nikki Haley wasn't asked about Ukraine at all. And given her experience with foreign policy, she should have been asked that first. However, it is what it is. So here. ...by Russian tanks. All the people in that community were just sitting in their homes. I mean, the, the truth is what I saw was not just evidence of war, but I saw evil. And I believe that it is in the interest of the United States of America to continue to give the Ukrainian military the resources that they need to repel the Russian invasion and restore their sovereignty. Would you, may, may I ask, would, would you be, and I, I believe you have a good faith position on this, and we have disagreements on it, but I want to just, I, I can't let you elide over the question of the treatment of Christians. And I, I know, I, I heard and that would again. You be, well, no, but hold on. Would you, you, would you problem be is willing? you don't accept my answer. I just told you that I asked the religious leader in Kiev if it was happening. You asked me if I raised the issue, and I did. And I'm saying I also raised it with incorrect. the Ukrainians, and I was told that there are, there are religious leaders who have been working with the Russian military that is murdering people by the thousands. Okay. I mean, tr Tucker, look. Uh, Wait, but hold on. Don't you think... Let me explain to you what I think our national interest is there. <laughs> I would think you would have greater concern for religious liberty in Ukraine. And I'm surprised. I, I by told your you I raised the issue of religious liberty. No, you spoke to one person who's clearly I didn't on one I side one of it, person. and I, there are many, many news reports that are not disputed by any. Don't you know what a trinity is? That one person was three. What? Okay. So you spoke to more people? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you this brave tale. <laughs> and it just, do you have time? I. Let's gather around, children. What a, Buddy, what a, that many clergy have been arrested in Ukraine. And I'm merely saying I may not agree with their views. I'm not Russian Orthodox. But you can't arrest clergy for having different views, period. Because if you do, you violate the basic tenet of Look, I, I won't look. I want to be clear with you. I, I won't stand clear. by it. I won't stand for it. Now, that's not what I wanted. And I am surprised right now. Here it is. 
33 Abrams tanks. And this, all is, this is what ended it all. This was it. This was the end for him. This is, this is it. All along the way, the Biden administration has been slow in providing military support. Make no mistake about this. We promised them 33 Abrams tanks in January. I heard again two weeks ago in Ukraine, they still don't have them. We've been telling them we'll train their F-16 pilots, but now they're saying maybe January, we'll let somebody transfer some jets. I'm, I'm sorry, Tucker. Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president. You are, distra you. You are distressed notice. that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. I and it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. Right. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars don't have enough tanks. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. <laughs> Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. Routine? I've heard that routine from you before. The United just, States cities aren't my concern. You're not just, you're just not seeing the big picture. We can do everything at once, he said. We can reinvigorate United States cities and also make sure that we send billions and billions of American dollars to Ukraine to make sure that Russia stops what they're doing. Well, he had to reverse engineer that position because he started from, that's not my concern. And he had to walk his way back to we can do both. Yes. He should. I mean, it, it, I mean, obviously, this is all rhetoric. Yeah, we're, we're playing a this is a game of oratory right here. I, this is nothing. It's nothing real. But if he were strategically from a, a public speaking standpoint, he should have reversed it. But he actually let the truth shine through for a moment, which is, I mean, is it admirable if it's a mistake? No. Zero candidates gave the right answer on Ukraine this weekend. Zero. Some got closer than others. Big goose egg on the right answer, which is this is nothing to do with us. We stop sending our dollars. We stop sending our weapons. We stop sending our people. We take it all back and let them do whatever they're going to do over there without us being a party to it. It is the devil's corrupt playground in Ukraine. There's an. Yeah. And, and he just said evil. He just brought up the word. He, he said I, it wasn't just war. It was evil. Which what, what the hell does that mean? War is is a separate category of evil. I mean, it's a it's a it's a terrible end. Zero zero. I have zero. I I none of them said. Even Trump on Maria yesterday didn't give a satisfactory answer. For me personally, not okay with that answer either. Which is what he said basically in a negotiating tactic. He would tell Putin that he'd better get all his stuff out of Ukraine or stop bothering them. And then he would he would tell them that that he would send Ukraine more weapons, more tanks, more money if he didn't. That was his bargaining chip. We'll play it. People are losing their crap because I'm upset about that clip. <laughs> I'm upset about that clip. I didn't think that DeSantis's answer was strong enough, in my opinion. I didn't think that any of these guys answered the question right. And I don't support continuing to fund this unbelievable I don't even have a good word for it it's an endless pit of 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 decrepit nonsense here's a uh, Tucker destroying Asa Hutchinson not only on gender ideology but on the COVID shot here he is right now this one's good it's a little how many COVID shots did you take and how do you feel about it now in retrospect. How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. How many COVID shots? And that, that was. That's a good one. Zero. Oh, well, well you're a dummy. You should have taken them all. Sorry, I'm getting an important family text. You got it. You got it. <sighs> okay. I, I mean, I, I appreciated the, um, this is this is more just this is just entertainment for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This one right here, I, I really appreciate that Tucker gave every, everyone rope, and they all hung themselves. Here's a, I've got uh -huh. some Tim Scott too, if you want. Yeah. I don't like Tim Scott. I'm just gonna tell you why. 
right after the election, not even right after, a little while after the election when we were all trying to sort out and, and prove and show that the election was stolen, Tim Scott came out and said, I don't believe the election was stolen, but as soon as I get we get back in, I'm going to start a committee to explore how the election was stolen. That's what he said. And everyone was like, which is it? And then Trump went on to endorse him like really quickly right after that. Very weird. Very weird. But he's a senator for me here in the great state of South Carolina. We've got Lindsey Graham and this man. Um, I, I'm not a fan of Tim Scott. Off we go. So... Uh, you know, a nation that great has to be aware of threats to its very existence. Absolutely. Yesterday, Biden mobilized reserves. What do you think of that? And are you concerned that we're moving, as we seem to be, toward war with Russia? Yeah, so I would say that without any question, we should never allow American soldiers to be engulfed into the challenge between Ukraine and Russia. Our boots on the ground should not be there. The ability... My mama wanted to preach or someone will stand up and do it the southern <laughs> way. Preach! Hallelujah! So, literally, so I think one of the failures of President Biden has been his inability to articulate America's national vital interest in the conflict or the genocide in Ukraine. America's national vital interest is degrading the Russian military. When no. we degrade the... Uh, okay, so it's in America's national, it's vital national interest to destroy Russia. Yeah, I mean, what do you want to say? That we, well, we need to find an end around to degrade their ability to defend themselves through other people and say that we're only nominally involved? I mean, what are you saying? It is in our national interest to destroy Russia. Just come out and say it. Stop with all this politician talk. Let people know the kind of bastard you are. Because it's, it's... who's going to pay for it? Who's going to pay? Your salary is guaranteed. You, if there is an emergency, you're going to be prioritized into the bunkers when the bombs start flying. I, I can't believe that they just they have found it, it, it's just like the left even though they're bipartisan on this one, just like the left comes up with new terminology to describe what abortion is. Oh, yeah. And they, I have something right along that vein. Keep going. It's just it's the same thing. How many how many ways have they have have they redefined what an abortion is? It is uh, it is uh, reproductive health care, reproductive rights, the whatever, the choice, whatever that, that gets away from the fact that you're saying we need to kill children to be able to maintain whatever kind of college lifestyle that we don't want to let go of. And um, and that's just what's going on with this whole degrading Russia's military strength. We've only we continue. What we're doing is sharpening steel with steel. Mm. We're we're sending top of the line equipment with undertrained people into a war zone. And the Russians have only gotten better in the field. They've only gotten back. We're turning them into the preeminent military power into the war of the world. What do you even how does this even end in the way that you say it's going to, Tim? It's it's just here. We'll play more of Tim and then I'll show you the word the the word warble you're talking about there. That is really something here. The Russian military, we make sure that our home front is safer and that our NATO ally partners that would cause us to send soldiers over is safe. When we have the land contiguous with Ukraine safe, we keep our American soldiers at home and our primary objective should only be to engage when America's vital national interests are being engaged. And unfortunately, President Biden has no ability to understand and appreciate what that looks like. Wait, wait, wait. So he has no ability to understand or appreciate what it looks like, but yet he apparently as per you is is conducting the strategy you'd be all for exactly i mean what, what, what are you saying that biden should have sent 500 billion dollars worth of stuff instead of 150 billion dollars worth of stuff and now activating more we I mean, most of our army is in is stationed in europe and we got like thirty thousand people just diddling themselves in germany well i i mean to, to hear three thousand more i'm like what so, you know, they I they don't even I guess they expect everybody in the audience that they're standing in front of not to follow along with the logic. 
of what they're saying it, because Joe Biden's doing exactly what he wants. It was the yes, and 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 if you actually listen to what Trump said, it it's to me it's on the same vein, and I'm not okay with it. It is what it is, but I'm not okay with it. This is different, though. Let's listen to this. Arizona Congressman Eli Crane is backing off some comments he made on the House floor today, which drew a lot of outrage from Democratic lawmakers. This happened during a debate on the National Defense Authorization Act. Crane was proposing a bill that prohibits the Pentagon from making race a factor in hiring, promoting, or retaining members of the military. Here's the exchange. On this floor, on both sides of the aisle, we have people of color, we have people who have served. Though that was unbelievably inspiring. My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve, okay? It has nothing to do with color Mr. Your Speaker, skin. I'd like to be recognized to have the words colored people stricken uh, from the record. I find people it offensive and very- the word of. People of, it's people of color. Don't you dare call us colored people. What? Talk about retard speak. This is retard speak. It's appropriate. Can I amend my comments to people of color? Oh my God. Retard speak. So he's not allowed to amend. Okay, he's not allowed to amend, but here's this. An electric vehicle about the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. <laughs> Think about the impact on something like public Make sure you reduce population. Oh, but, 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 no, 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 no. She meant... Pollution. Pollution, not well, population. It's the, same thing. it's the same thing. People people are the carbon. People are the, 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 the carbon reduction is people reduction. They're talking about people being a pollutant. So it's the same thing. They're you know, that's just it. But she but you know, for as for as worthless as she is, she has done enough to earn her spot in the bunker somewhere. So she doesn't care what she's saying. It's uh something else then we get to tucker at turning point <laughs> talking about what happened with pence i won't attack anyone in person on personal grounds uh, or by name it's tempting i will say it's tempting whoever said do it you're the devil on my shoulder <laughs> do it <laughs> I've, I've spent my I've spent my whole life. <laughs> no, 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 no. But if I could make some general observations, which I think are more edifying than just like savaging Mike Pence, um, I, I think, <laughs> which I'm not going to do, because that would be wrong, <laughs> and it would be wrong because it's too easy. And the easy things are not rewarding, are they? You don't feel good when you beat your five-year-old in soccer or ping pong like what <laughs> that was that, well that's what it was like talking to mike pence it really did seem like there was an intellectual gap that was staggering yeah and here he is about the white house and the drugs in the white house this is hysterical what'd you say i don't know what you know what the thing about that story is just a mystery to me No one was more shocked than I was. Are you serious? In the Biden White House, somebody left an eight ball of cocaine in a public. I was like, I said to my wife, that just doesn't, it's just not in character. You know, I just don't believe it. It's clearly a setup. I went right back to Marion Barry and I was like, somebody set you up. I'm serious. Yes. What? There's more. Did you have something to say? No, I'm just smiling. Okay. It was, you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was, uh, can I, I'll stop with it. That was my favorite story of all time. <laughs> because it just explains all the behavior. It really does. 
I, mean, I worked in the media business for my whole life, so I, I know what the behavior looks like. But it's like crazed and grandiose. I've got a plan. You're not going to believe it. It's unbelievable. It's going to totally work. What we're going to do is we're going to totally rearrange everything, okay? We've been doing things a certain way for a long time, okay? And it's worked, but I've got a better plan. And that's their entire approach. <laughs> that's it. I love that. You, when, you, when you know somebody's got the drip, they catch that drip. <laughs> It always hits the back of their throat. You just you tell. You being around. I've never done it in my life, but I've been around more than enough people who, who were. And so, you, man, oh man, the typewriter jaw. You just start start grinding. I, I don't even hourglass. know. I don't even know. Give it some time, Tracy. What's in it? You work in politics a lot more than I do. <laughs> Here's another thing he said. There's two more I have that are really, really good. Here's one. During COVID, there were people who didn't kind of play along. We knew what the rules were. And every organization in American life, every large group of people in American life, from well, really from your government to the entire media, in some cases your church, were all telling the same thing. Here are the rules. If you are a good person, you will follow these rules. You will mask, you will separate, you will stay at home, you'll take our shot. No, we have no idea what's in it. We don't know its long-term effects, but shut up. This is a moral test, and if you want to pass, you will obey. And there will be people who decide to opt out, but they are, and everyone agreed on this, moral criminals. They're outlaws. And it's, well, I mean, given there's a certain sort of outlaw who's proud of it, they're sitting over there, they're standing right here. I mean, there, there, there are always some people. <laughs> There are always some people who are going to be or gifted with whatever that weird gene is. It's like 8% of the population who are proud to like stand apart and be like, no. But most people, including most good people and most sensible people, don't want to be in that 8%. You know what I mean? They just don't. It's, it, they don't want to be cast out of the tribe, actually. I don't know what you said, but I agree with you. I'm the only speaker who likes being shouted at. Anyway, but that's it. But the problem is nobody pushed back on the fundamental terms. Like, wait a second. You know, is there evidence for this? Do you know this to be true? Don't Americans have an inherent, which is to say a right they were born with, an inherent right to make their own decisions about how they live on the most basic level, what medicine they put in their body, where they travel? Nobody said that. People said it, Tucker. People said it. Yeah. They wow. Did. You know, if I were do, if I ever did public speaking, I mean, nobody asked me to go anywhere. But if I ever did public speaking, I would, I would like, uh, I think I would bring some notes, some some keywords, write myself a little bit of copy. I would like uh, a little bit of uh, the audience just to, okay, just throw things at me. It's it's That's how this is the way it's it, this is the way it, it is now. There, there. This is the authentic way to do this kind of thing now. You cannot just stand up there and read off a teleprompter. You must be engaged with people. You must be quick on your feet. You must be authentic about your beliefs. Otherwise, we don't buy it anymore. People yep. don't. They don't buy it anymore. Don't, yeah. Um. As they shouldn't. No. And then, here, this is one more I have that are really really poignant some of our whistleblower friends will understand off we go no one is punished for lying people are only punished for telling the truth you could literally you could literally wake up tomorrow move to the bahamas start a fake cryptocurrency defraud a million investors around the world of billions of dollars. I'm just saying you could do and I'm not recommending it. No Monetize the, the war zone. Not recommending it. Monetize the war zone. But you could do that, and you could get caught. People might have like a balanced view of you. <laughs> so really true. Really smart, good guy. Got a little over his skis, as we say. 
But like, I'm not going to hate on him. Right? We all make mistakes. Like, who here? Raise your hand if you haven't defrauded a million investors with a fake <laughs> cryptocurrency. Okay, there are some. There are some. You cast the first stone then. <laughs> Those kinds of crimes, which is to say actual crimes, like burning down buildings, impoverishing people, starting totally counterproductive wars we can't win that kill a lot of our citizens. Leaving the border open so seven million people can walk across. Those are not small things. That's like, it's not all like forgetting to fold your napkin correctly at Thanksgiving. Those are like actually kind of world historic crimes. Never punished. What are the crimes that are punished? Thought crimes. Thinking the wrong thing. Having the wrong beliefs. Saying unapproved words. And those Somebody did a screenshot off their phone. <laughs> and... Yeah. How long did he have as a set? I don't know. I think he went a, like a little over an hour, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's nice. This, this is the only this is the only pieces I've I've seen of it, but the, it's very good. Yeah, and then he said this: the the whole thing isn't here. But he said George Floyd gets killed, and all of a sudden people are looting Foot Locker. What did Foot Locker have to do with it? But I will say, in Republican primary voters' defense, they're mad at the Congress. They went to the Congress. They didn't loot any liquor stores. They just went right to the source. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> See? <laughs> it was. We didn't go to, to, to we didn't go to <laughs> Foot Locker and the mall and Walmart and loot and take televisions. We just went right to Congress. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that's that's the big thing there. I knowing how this country was formed, um, uh, I I don't have a problem with revolution. I don't have a problem with with with, you know, assessing a situation and knowing that there are no more ways, diplomatic ways to achieve an end, a mutually beneficial end where rights are preserved. There's a redress of grievances and all that stuff. I have no problem with people realizing we are all out of options and now I'm going to we're going to have to get physical. And whatever physical me, I'm not saying we're going to go sneak into houses at night and slice throats, but we're going to go and show up with our pickets. We're going to, we're not going to leave. We're going to stay there. We're going to camp out. We're going to make our presence felt from who knows. The real issue here is that so much people were feeling the good. They're feeling really authentic things and they were felt compelled to action and they went into a battlefield with absolutely Li very limited understanding of the enemy that they were facing that this was not just stuffy bureaucrats at their offices that you're going to be able to pressure on Th that is just the front for the machinery for the bear trap that was waiting for them all a and they, they only had to employ a little bit a little bit of their true potential from the Capitol Police and the coordination inside the Capitol. And then, of course, the waiting media, all sides of the media that was ready to paint this as Bay of Pigs. You know, it, that, that's the real thing there. There was very there was a, 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 a really poor sense of very poor sense of situational awareness of the actual battlefield and who was there and that this was not going to be how this was going to be uh, twisted and used. That was the real thing there. So um, then that leads to more questions. Okay, so then where do you start and how do you ramp it up so that you can control the narrative the entire time and be able to represent your interests fairly and not be smeared by people who are act actual the scum of the earth. Agreed. And that's exactly what it is. So those are all the questions that uh, that really get lost in the that get lost in the, the the tidal wave of emotion and urgency, knowing that this is bad, seeing the clock tick down to inauguration day for an election you know is a fraud. You know, th th that's just, it, it, it's part of the human condition, all of which was, you know, was taken full advantage of. All for this man, supposedly with 81 million votes, who's about to nibble the back of a small child. Overseas, just leaving I, I don't understand. On his way back from the what United the States. More Look at her face. She's so terrified of this guy. Is what is he doing? What is he doing right now? Finland. Wait, I'm, I, I'm waiting for it. What is he doing? That's what, that's what Aurora would do recoil in in recoil she grabbed onto me she go no 
little Not babies, they know evil when it's around them. Yeah. She is terrified. And the mother sitting there just like, I don't care if he's the president of the United States. You keep your mouth away from my child. Did, oh. did did she for a second hold up her phone like she wanted to take a selfie of it happening? And I, think, I, otherwise? I think that somebody recorded this and said something. Uh, let me see before we end. I want to I want to see what she was doing with that phone. Um, it looked like she. Biden. I have to type these words. I could have sworn there was somebody who actually had sound to this or it was another one i can't believe i'm writing this on there no i don't i don't i can't find it now i'll try and find it for friday well there it is well Wednesday. that's it no 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 no, no. there was i could have sworn and chat correct me if i'm wrong there was another angle of this where the people were filming it and he realized it and they said we got you on tape doing this Oh, oh, I saw that. That was, oh, this is the same instance? I don't know. It probably isn't now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think it. so. I don't but think it's the same. I'll put that back on for you so you can see his, what she's doing. Oh, the sound. I'm muting it. Here, we'll reverse. Oh my God, what is wrong with this child? Oh, someone next to her. She picks up the phone. Yeah, she was recording something, and she walks away. Look and look at all the smiling creeps all around. Like the, the like guy the in bringing... the back there, like looking at him doing that. Like what the hell? Uh, yeah, yeah. She was. She took a, a selfie. She wanted to capture that moment where her daughter was, uh, you know, instinctively repulsed by this old pedophile um, for the rest of her life. Yeah, that's that's the moment she wanted to keep. I want to capture this moment forever. My my daughter's instinctual repulsion that we have all since lost as adults. Unbelievable. That's it for today, Frank. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and... Beans! We will... Uh, you can hear the podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time. Audio only on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. You can also see us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And also check out Frank's show Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Rumble or QuiteFrankly.tv. We'll be back here on Wednesday. See you then. Later. (laughs) 